It's a joy to be here, and it's a joy to see all of you. And i uh, got a little winter weather going on outside, but uh, that's always a good day to be inside, right? And uh, So I'd like to welcome each of you. Am I coming through? Testing, one, two, check. All right. God is good. Is anyone awake this morning? God is good all the time. God is good. All right. Let's all stand up for uh, an opening prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning with thankful hearts, Lord Jesus. Thank you that um, you are on the throne, Lord, that you are alive and well, Lord. We're here to worship the one true God, Lord Jesus, not a figment of our imaginations. But, Lord, um, the true God, Lord, the incomprehensible God um, that you chose to reveal to us through the person of Jesus Christ. And, Lord, we have your word. Um, Lord, we're so thankful for um, your spirit here among us this morning. God, I thank you for each one that's here. I pray that, um, Lord, that we would be drawn to you, God, and that um, hearts would be changed, Lord. Father, we thank you for your love and your goodness and pray that you would be glorified this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let's sing Worthy is the Lamb. I think this is probably one of my favorite songs. I feel like I, I uh, lead it a lot here, maybe not as much as I think, but um, I just love the simplicity of it. And at the end of the day, all we can say is thank you for the cross, Lord, because without that, we're all lost and without hope. And uh, such a powerful reminder.
Yes, Lord Jesus, you are mm. worthy. Worthy is the Lamb. God, you're, you are sinless, God. You came and walked this earth. You're the spotless Lamb, the Son of God. And you chose to take our guilt and shame and nail it to the cross. Thank you, Father, for that. Lord, you said that if I am lifted up, I will draw all men to me. And I pray that um, each one of us would just be drawn to you through just meditating on your word, your truth. God, not just this morning as we sing, but Lord, throughout going about everyday life, Lord, that we would know what it means um, to walk with you, Lord, and to live um, in that continual um, awareness of your presence. Draw me close to you
you can be seated, and uh, if anyone has a testimony or something to share, feel free to speak up. Along with that, <clears throat> I've been thinking a lot lately about um, like all the all the fear that is in the world right now, and like with wars and um, just the uh, like they're hard, hard days for people. And um, I have just been so thankful again to know Jesus, to know you know what we're not going to be here forever. Like, we weren't created to be here. But I know when I die where I'll be, I'll be with Jesus. So it takes the fear of death. Um, and we need to share that with this world who is full of fear and darkness and evil. And so I've just been um, so thankful, yeah, for the faith that we have in Jesus. And maybe we can pray for our brothers and sisters, especially in um, Ukraine and Russia. Um, this morning, I was just thinking of them, if they're gathering together and seeing video clips here and there of them praying and worshiping Jesus. They're worshiping our same Father, and um, but probably in a whole different way. They are just trusting God for every day, for every moment, asking for his help. Um, so maybe we can pray 
for them? Do you want to pray for them? Sure. Heavenly Father, we just come before you knowing that you have all things in your hand. Mm -hmm. Lord, you created this world. You created the foundations of it. You understand it. Lord, when we look into the sky at night, we see the galaxies, the, the millions of stars that you have created, how big they are if we zoom in on them. And Lord, we realize that the things of this earth, how small they are to you. Lord, that they are important to you, but Lord, they're nothing that is out of your control. And Lord, I just, I just pray for the brothers and sisters of ours that are in Ukraine and Russia and Belarus and Poland, the places, Lord, that are mostly affected by this war. And Lord, I just pray that your hand would be upon them. Lord, that no matter the circumstances, Lord, that this would be a time of them drawing closer to you of finding more of you within their lives, seeing your faithfulness, your glory shown forth. Lord, that they would be a testimony above all, even in this time of sharing the gospel, of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ to each one that they meet. Lord, as, Lord, you even used the early church, you used persecution, you used, used hard times to spread your gospel. And Lord, I pray that that would be true even now as they are, displaced from their homes and and fleeing to other countries, Lord, that the gospel would go with them. Yes, Jesus. And, Lord, that you would be glorified. Lord, I know mm -hmm. that the powers of darkness would love to see this used as a time of, of disappointment, of a time of uh, degrading, of just being low because of it. But, Lord, I just pray that you would be lifted on high and, mm -hmm. Lord, the light of Jesus Christ would shine in that place right now. Yes, Jesus. And, Lord, that your faithfulness would just be shown more so now than ever before. And we trust you in this, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. My faith has found a resting place.
Jesus died and that he died for me. I was thinking also, Dad, along with you being in Florida for a month and going to a different church for for, uh, for the month, four Sundays, we love it. We, we enjoy the church. It's completely different than us. It's pretty much, I mean, there's people everywhere in that church. I don't know, six, seven hundred people there every Sunday, and it's just, it's huge. But yet somehow, I don't know how the pastor does it, but he seems to say hi to everybody, and I always got every Sunday to joke around with him a little bit. Um <laughs> Because he has a good sense of humor. Um, no offense, Phil. Um, <laughs> what does that have to do with Phil? <laughs> anyway, no, it, just, it had nothing to do with Phil. Um, but uh, it was it was really interesting. But I mean, I enjoyed it. I love I enjoy being there. But it's so good to be back too. But I had to think of too, along with what Dad was saying, how 
the family of God is so special. How it is with family. Like if I get together with my brothers and sisters, I may not see them for a year. We get together once a year. There is no, there's no like, oh, I got to get to know them a little bit. I got to, I got to, I got to feel them out a little bit and see who they are. They're my brothers and sisters. They, how is it, you know, family, they have no choice but to love you. You know, you can pretty much do whatever and they're still going to love you. Um, that's kind of how it is with the family of God too. We should be that same way with each other. Doesn't really matter. It shouldn't be how long we're apart or whether it's weeks or whether it's years. When we come together as a family of God, it is just immediately God draws our hearts together again. And we can immediately have fellowship. Um, and there, there's just a bond that's unbreakable. Even amongst, it, just like it is with our family here on earth, that is the same way I'm starting more and more to experience that in the family of God. I can go down there and see Christian and Aaron again, see them once a year. But it's like you just walk in and it's just immediate. Nick and Liz hadn't seen them for four years. And just immediately, it's just you start talking about what God is doing. There's just more to catch up on because of how many years have transpired and how much time has gone. But that is the family of God that we live within. And I'm so thankful for it to be a part of the family of God. By faith we see the hand of God
mountain shall be moved, and the power of the gospel shall prevail. For we know in Christ all things are possible, for all who call upon His name. We will stand as children of the promise, we will fix our eyes on Him, our souls reward, till the race is finished and the work is done. We'll walk by faith and learn by sight. We will stand as children of the promise. We will fix our eyes on Him, our souls reward, till the race is finished and the work is done. We'll walk by faith and not by sight. We'll walk by faith and decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Let's all stand up and sing together. The cross before me. 
troubled times Sing when I win I can sing when I lose my step And fall down again I can sing cause you Children, come forward.
You're going to turn four? Now I'm on. Sorry, Derek. I didn't have it on. You're you're three now? Boy, that's loud. Sorry, thanks. All right. You guys got any songs you want to sing? Cast Your Burdens? Did you not sing that last Sunday? You didn't? Didn't Jason sing with you last Sunday? Oh, you didn't? Chicken. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys haven't sang that one for, for a while then, huh? Did anybody play and sing with him while we were gone? Oh, you did? What'd you play? Oh, Screen played them. All the normal songs, or did you find new ones? Oh, so you guys got something to teach me? No songs to teach me. Hmm. I don't figure if you learned a new song, you could teach me one. Okay, cast your burdens. Unto Jesus, for he cares for you. Cast your burdens. Unto Jesus, for he cares for you. still knew how to sing it good memories did you memorize any verses no verses did any of you memorize scripture oh man i don't know who i should be disappointed with me as a parent or you guys as kids you have what verse do you know Good job. I am proud of you. What do you know? 
yeah, that's a verse. You want to, you want to know the shortest verse in the Bible? You, you can memorize this one. Jesus wept. You know that one too? You know what the second shortest verse in the Bible is? This one you can this one you can use. Jesus wept doesn't really do much. Rejoice evermore. No, rejoice evermore is a good one. You can remember you can memorize that one and use it every day. When your brother bops you on the head, rejoice evermore. Hmm. It's a good one. And for us adults, hmm, I think I could use that one a few times while driving down the road. Um, God's not dead? All right. I think it's D usually, isn't it? God's not dead, no, he is alive. God's not dead, no, he is alive. God's not dead, no, he is alive. So, woo! Feel him all over me. God's not dead, no, he is alive. God's not dead, no, he is alive. God's not dead, no, he is alive. I feel him in my hands, feel him in my feet, feel him in my heart, feel him in my soul. Another one? Uh, I got the joy, joy, joy. Which way you guys want to do it? You want to ask the question? Okay. No, we're gonna. Well, okay, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna say where they're gonna sing the other part. Then you guys get to sing the tongue twister part. Okay. Denzel, you're not ready to come up here yet? No? Those cowboy boots would blend right in. Look. Look at all the boots up here. <laughs> we might almost have to get Abe up here just to make it look right. Hmm. He found something interesting on Facebook real quick. Um, you're, you're looking up a Bible verse? Well, that's good. Something that was said this morning that made you think about it? Okay. You going to share it? You're still trying to find it? How long, you, how long should I wait? Okay, we'll ask you again after this song. What were we singing again? Oh, yeah, that's right. I got the joy, joy, joy. Okay. I've got the joy
Evermore, or Jesus wept. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mary will have world. worldly troubles. Now it's Mary that. I have no idea what your conversation was, but I now wish I'd have been a part of it. That applies very well to children's lesson this morning. <laughs> Remind me not to just ask you to read the next verse that you're looking up. Oh, I love it. Okay, so I got one more song I want to sing. I don't think we're going to bring anybody up this morning. We got Dominic up here. We got a whole show all by itself. Right, Dom? Give me nugs. Good job. All right. Um, you guys ever remember singing the song, My God is So Big? My God is so big, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so big. You got it? You remember it now? Okay, this is, this is part of children's lesson, so can you, can you remember that? Okay. D. My God is so big. So strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. The mountains are His, the rivers are His, the stars are His handiwork too. My God is so big. So strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. Is there more to that? Yeah, what is the next verse? I don't remember it. Okay, so I'm going to enlist a few young guys to come up and help me. So... um Oh, you're gonna have. We, oh, okay. Well, here, I took the wrong stand. You're gonna have to find your own stand. Hmm. I don't know what you're gonna do with it, because this is mine. But you can put it right in front of mine. Here, here, here. Just go like this. And then it works. Perfect. All right. So I'm gonna have. Uh, well, seeing as these two characters were having good conversations back here. So Kyle and Abe. 
Do you guys trust Kyle and Abe? Whoops, don't trust me. Okay. See, um, uh-oh, I spilled my coffee there doing that. And I was the one that hit it behind that chair leg, too. Um, that's not tall enough yet. Let's see here. Okay. Huh? Okay. Shh. Come. Let's stand over here. We're not marching yet this morning. Okay. You little troublemaker, you. All right. Kyle and Abe. I know you guys think you get out of children's lesson, but not quite. So you guys, oh, oh Dom, Dom, here, 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 Dom, here, hey, I got gotcha. you. There we go. All right. So, you guys trust these two guys? Out of the mouth of babes. Um. I don't blame the girls this morning because they were looking up verses about getting married. So, um, okay. So I'm going to have Kyle stand down here. Abe, you can stand there. Blake, I want you to stand on this chair. Okay, I want you to turn around. Backwards. Backwards. No, around so you're facing. Yep. Oh, here, actually. Turn here. Here, come here. Turn that chair. The other one. Turn it. Well, no, turn it like this. There we go. I like that better. Okay, now jump back up there again. Can you stand quietly? Here, you just sit right there. That's a good spot for you. All right, back all the way up to the back. Back up, back up, back up, back up. Okay, now... I want you to cross your arms on your chest. I want you to close your eyes. So these guys are going to catch you. They might. Now you have to close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Because I told you to. Close your eyes. Okay. All right. Now you cannot, when you, I want you to fall completely backwards and you cannot bend your legs, Okay. Nope. Just I want you to just fall over backwards. Like I'll push you. You just keep your legs straight. I'll push you. Keep your legs straight. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. You can do this. <laughs> you are not gonna go anywhere. Come on. All right. Keep your legs straight. <laughs> All right. That wasn't so bad, was it? Sherry, you ready? You ready? Let's go. Caleb, come on. Okay, I figured. Okay, here we go. Okay, now back up, back up, back up, back up. There we go. Okay, now remember, don't bend those legs. Close your eyes. You ready? <laughs> Good job. Okay, Caleb. You're going to be out, Brad, Blake, 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 no, you're going to be outdone by your, you're going to be outdone by your sister, Caleb, you're going to let your sister outdo you? 
Well, then you better get up here. She just outdid you. <laughs> Benny, come. Come, Benny. I have, I have some authority. Oh, all right. Remember, don't, don't bend your legs. No, back up, back up, back up. You got to go all the way to the edge. All the way to the edge. Okay, now don't bend your, yep. Now don't bend your legs and don't, don't, you keep your torso straight too, okay? You ready for this? <laughs> you up, Denzel? You ready? You want to do it? Come on. With those boots on, you're, you're Superman. All right, anybody else? Ali wants to do it. Okay, let's go. Uh, I need uh, I need Jason. I need Jason and I need uh, Pat. Come on, Ali. Come on. Uh uh-uh, uh 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 uh. Hey. Uh uh-uh. uh. If we can if we can ask the kids to do things and somebody volunteers. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Get up there. <laughs> huh? Yes. Well, you volunteered. Oh, okay. Well, uh, now you're up here. Oh, yeah. You're, you're good. You're good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't you? Hey, the key is to keep your torso completely straight. Yes. Keep your. Yes. Keep your torso completely straight. All right. Ready? All right. Can you put that chair back there and then? Thanks, guys. All right. So, I want you guys to, you guys can come up here and sit down. No, you can just sit down here. Yep, sit down. Or you can sit on the edge if you want. Okay. Do you think that took, you took that little bit of trust, right? You think that took a little bit of trust? So that's called, they call that the trust fall, okay? Why do you think it took trust? What, what does trust mean? You don't know? Go ahead. You trust in somebody. So how would you have been trusting Abe and Kyle? How, what were you trusting them in? Or you didn't trust them, but... Yeah, I know, but what would you... What would you if you'd have went up there and stood and fell, what were you trusting? What was Ali trusting all these guys that were standing here? He was trusting we were going to catch them, right? Because if when he started falling, they'd have just stepped back and went... <laughs> that wouldn't have been good, right? But they tr- he trusted that they liked Mexicans, and they were going to catch him, right? So, all right. Do you think God ever does that with us? Go ahead. Oh, they'd have got you easily. They got Blake. He's quite a bit bigger than you. I think two guys could have caught me. All right. I should have done it. All right, so I was thinking about a Bible story, and I thought 
You remember who the children of Israel were? You don't remember who the children of Israel were? Did you ever read the New Testament? Go ahead. With church of it, I mean, we talked about it. Okay, the children of Israel were God's chosen people in the Old Testament, okay? And they were in a land called Egypt. You remember, remember, remember hearing about that? You do? Okay, they were in a land called Egypt, and what were they? What were they doing there? They were slaves. You know what a slave is? They were made to work all day. They didn't get any money for it. They were whipped if they didn't obey. Huh? Oh, I think they got a little bit of sleep. Yeah. So, but then the Lord took them out of Egypt. Remember all the plagues that God sent upon them? The locust and the, and the I'm trying to think of frogs. All the different plagues that God sent. And then their firstborn, every household's firstborn died. Then finally Pharaoh said, you can go. Go ahead. About all the frogs and birds that were in Egypt? Okay. So, God took them out of Egypt. And this, I'll start reading here. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of the fire by night from before the people. So, as you're, let's imagine a huge column of people walking, Right? And there's a pillar of fire and a, and a cloud. So God went before him in the cloud and then a pillar of fire. Okay. So, so they're on their way. Now you guys all listening quietly. Okay. So the Lord told Moses to camp at a certain spot, okay? So Pharaoh decided that Pharaoh was the king of the land of Egypt. He decided he was not going to let all his slaves go. Who was going to do his work? Who was going to build their cities? Who was going to get them food every night? So he decided he's going to go chase down all these slaves after all. Okay? So the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them encamping by the sea beside the city of Oh, that's why I'm reading the wrong. My data didn't turn on. By Herath before Balzephon. Okay? Okay. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord, and, and they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, no, there, there was no place to bury us in Egypt, you have taken us away to die in the wilderness. Where before hast thou dealt with us for wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? They wanted to just stay slaves. They thought they were gonna all die. Um, That's right. All right. So and Moses said unto the people, Fear not. Ye stand, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, they, ye shall see them again no more forever. And the Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. What was in front of them? 
You remember? What was it? Uh, a sea. A big, huge body, a lake of water. You do? It's a whole story. Okay. Yeah, you've probably read this story before. But if thou lift up thy rod and stretch it out over, stretch up thine hand over the sea and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. You think that would be hard to do? I mean, you, you don't think that'd be hard? You couldn't even fall off a chair. And you think you're going to walk through a sea? Hmm. Yeah, okay, so kind of picture this a little bit. Uh, it would stink. I tend to agree with you on that. I actually... Okay, I'm not sure where you're going with that. <laughs> all right. So, so God told Moses to stretch forth his hand and divide the sea. So all of a sudden, just imagine, all of a sudden the sea just goes. And it's really wide. I'm not talking just a little path. It was probably like, it don't say how wide it was. No. They were walking on the sea like it was dry land. On the bottom of where there was just water moments ago. And now just imagine as you're walking and you see on either side of you water way high, walls of water on either side. And you're walking through on the land, just walking through. You think that would take faith? In your red book? Yeah, there, I mean, there's stories. I read this as a kid, too. Okay, so now you're, now you're kind of understanding what would take some faith. What do you think happened? When Moses stretched forth his rod, what happened? The water just parted, right? Just like God said it would. And they walked through the sea on dry land. So what do you think happened when the Egyptians got there? You know what happened? Okay. Okay, I'll read some more of the story. And the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right hand and a wall of water on their left hand. And the Egyptians pursued them and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. And what was blocking? So I didn't read the verse, but you know what happened? That pillar of fire and that cloud, you know what happened? It came down in between the children of Israel and the Egyptians to protect them. So that, because it was like darkness to the Egyptians. They couldn't see in it. They were all confused, okay? Uh, okay. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and the cloud at the Egyptian army, because the Lord was in the pillar of fire and in the cloud. And he looked down at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. Well, they were all confused. They didn't know which way was up. They didn't know which way was right. They didn't know which way was left. They didn't know which way was back. They were all confused. He jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, so all the Israelites are on the other side of the sea now. And the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. 
Moses stretched out his hand over the sea at the daybreak. The sea went back into its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it, and the Lord swept them into the sea. They all died. So what does faith bring us? Who, whose side is the Lord on? Yeah, but whose side is God on? Those that trust in him. Do you think the Egyptians were trusting in him at all? Nope. But for the ones that trust in him, he will catch you. If you have to fall because he tells you to go and jump over a cliff, I don't hope he never tells you that, but if he tells you to, he will catch you. And sometimes life can feel like that. It feels like we're jumping over cliffs when God asks us to do things. But he is more than faithful to catch us, to provide a way for us. The Bible says he will provide a way of escape. And that's what he did for the Israelites. So sometimes, even though it may look scary, it wasn't that bad, was it? It's kind of fun, right? If you'd have been asked to do it again, you'd have thought it had been kind of fun, right, the second time? Probably, right? Did you have fun? (laughs) Never mind then. I won't go with that. All right. But remember to trust God always, and he will show himself faithful to you. All right. Have a good day. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Glad to have everyone here this morning. Uh, Ali and Christy and Eshes and Hershey's, and good to have everybody back. And I know there's a few this morning that are sick, and I know Anthony and Tyrone, both kind of under the weather, so keep them in your your prayers. Just for announcements, um... As always, we have a, a noon meal, so feel free to be around here for the fellowship and time together eating food. Um, looks like we have an upcoming event, Bible study, Wednesday night on March the 16th at 630, um, part number two for Ruth. Um, I think maybe Ali read the... The notes for the guest restroom, they're located toward the front right of the sanctuary, but just be aware they're down the hallway a little bit. So, <laughs> uh, Yep, without any further, uh, Merv Peachy has consented to give the, bring the word to us. And so I guess before we time, turn the time over to him, let's just bow our heads for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. Lord, and we just thank you for your blessings and for your love. And Lord, we just thank you for the children's lessons, Lord, that you are a trustworthy God, and that we can trust in you. 
And Lord, we just uh, trust um, in all of our lives and that you will care for us. Lord, I just want to lift up my brother Merv to you. I just pray you be with him. Um, anoint him with your Holy Spirit. Give him word to speak. Give us open hearts and mind and ears. And Lord, and just um, like we shared already this morning, we are that light for you. And Lord, we just thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. How's that? Very good. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, I was just <clears throat> I was just thinking as uh, as you were sharing that, Carrie. You know, uh, Moses was probably the one that had the most faith there. He had to he had to have faith for all the millions of people that he was leading across. So um, sometimes that's all it takes is one person to have faith, and it can it can uh, affect the whole the whole group of people. Um, so this morning, um, I was reading, last week I was reading in Isaiah 46. <clears throat> I'm sorry, my throat is a little bit, probably nervousness. Um, I was reading in Isaiah 46 last week, and so I thought I would just... Uh, go over that this morning and share with you some of the things that stood out to me. So Isaiah, I'm using my phone because it's easier to find stuff. So Isaiah 46, I'll just read the chapter and then we'll go kind of go through it and uh, I'll share with you some of the things I've learned. Um, Baal bows down, Nebo stoops. Their idols were on the beasts and on the cattle. Your carriages were heavily loaded, a burden to the weary beast. They stoop, they bow down together. They could not deliver the burden, but have themselves gone into captivity. Listen to me, O house of, Israel, o house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, who have been upheld by me from birth, who have been carried from the womb. Even to your old age I am he, and even to gray hairs I will carry you. I have made and I will bear. Even I will carry and will deliver you. To whom will you liken me and make me equal and compare me that we should be alike? They lavish gold out of the bag and weigh silver on the scales. They hire a goldsmith and he makes it a god. They prostrate themselves, yes, they worship they bear it on the shoulder, they carry it, and set it in its place, and it stands. From its place it shall not move, 
though one cries out to it, yet it cannot answer, nor save him out of his trouble. Remember this and show yourselves, men. Recall to mind, O you transgressors. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure, calling a bird of prey from the east, the man who executes my counsel from a far country, Indeed, I have spoken it, and I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it, and I will also do it. Listen to me, you stubborn-hearted, who are far from righteousness. I bring my righteousness near. It shall not be far off. My salvation shall not linger, I will, and I will place salvation in Zion for Israel my glory. Um... So... And basically, the, the, the reason I picked this, this chapter is it just happened to be the chapter that I was kind of reading this week. Um, and it was kind of funny because last Sunday I had kind of decided I really need to, uh, instead of just reading a little bit and kind of skipping over the verses and, ah, oh, this doesn't, I don't know what this means. And I was like, I need to really start digging into the, to the, the chapters I'm reading, and so this was the one that I was reading this week. So, <laughs> um, but so we'll just start in verse one. Um, kind of some information um, or some history on on these verses. Baal. That's basically another name for for Baal. B a l l or B a a l. And uh, Baal and Nebo were the two prominent gods in Babylon. Um, so let's uh, so let's turn to Jeremiah 10. Verses three through five, and then verse eight. So these these were just gods that were made um, by men. Um, they and as we'll see later on, they they didn't do anything for anybody. Um, and it says in verse 3 here in Jeremiah 10, for the customs of the peoples are futile, for one cuts a tree from, a, from the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They decorate it with silver and gold. They fasten it with nails and hammers so that it will not topple. They are upright like a palm tree and they cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot go by themselves. Do not be afraid of them, for they cannot do evil, nor can they do any good. And in verse 8, he's talking about the, the people that worship these idols. They are altogether dull-hearted and foolish. A wooden idol is a, is a worthless doctrine. And that last phrase is what kind of st- stood out to me. Um, an idol, what, what Jeremiah is saying here, an idol is a worthless doctrine. And um, what is a doctrine? A doctrine is a belief or a set of beliefs held and taught by a church, political party, or other group. So it's something that we would teach or we would hold up or we would think is a good idea, um, but it can be worthless. Um, and I think that's one of the things that we need to um, 
we need to remember. A doctrine could, could be something from the Bible. It could be formed from an opinion, culture, tradition. Um, and not that we need to be against them. It's just that we need to be aware of, of what they are and, and the place they have. Our doctrine can be wrong. Um, and uh, if, if we uphold the doctrine then it's an idol to us. And that's, that's what I saw in this place. Uh, these, these things, not against any of these things, but um, they just need to be in their proper place. And uh, actually, I appreciated a few Sundays ago, Phil said something about a scripture verse. I think he was reading something that Paul had wrote about women struggling with gossip and how that his opinion was that it's not just women's problem it's a man's problem too um but he said that's just my opinion you know so he wasn't he wasn't overcoming god's word he was he was stating an opinion he had and he clarified that so that i i appreciate that <laughs> uh, and so um moving on to verse two um, thus says the Lord do not learn the way of the Gentiles do not be dismayed at the signs of heaven for the Gentiles are dismayed at them oh I'm sorry I, I need to go back to Isaiah here Okay, so yeah, we were just talking about how, about a little bit about the history of these idols. They stoop, and these are the people that, um, they stoop, they bow down together. They could not deliver the burden, but have themselves gone into captivity. Um, and, uh, you know, just it just says very clearly, you know, idols, they, they can't do anything. They can't save themselves. They can't save you. Um and it's it's foolishness to it's foolishness to worship an idol and it's foolishness to worship a doctrine or a tradition as well um, verses 3 and 4 listen to me o house of jacob and all the remnants of the house of israel who have been upheld by me from birth who have been carried from the womb even to your old age i am he and even to gray hairs i will carry you I have made and I will bear. Even I will carry and will deliver you. So here God is just saying, look, look at my past record. You know, think about what I've done for you. Um, think about how I've cared for you and think, and, and he's telling them, <clears throat> I'm also going to care for you in the future. Um, and what was interesting in verse 4, um, he mentions five times, I, I, I am he, I will carry you, I have made, I will bear, I will carry and deliver you. Um, so his emphasis is really, look, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like I am alive, I'm going to do it. Um, and that's not something an idol can do. An idol can't say that, an idol can't prove that. Um, and then uh, in verse 3 again it also mentions you know he, he cared for them from birth 
and even to the old age. So their whole lives he has cared for them. Um, and then uh, Psalm 71, 6, it's, it's a psalm where David is praising God for his, for his care and his love. Um, I'll just quickly read that. By you I have been upheld from birth. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be continually of you. Um, I have become as a wonder to many, but you are my strong refuge. So here David was acknowledging that it was God who took care of him from birth. And then also in Isaiah 63... verses 9 and 10. Um, In all their affliction, he was afflicted. This is talking about God and and the children of Israel. While they were being afflicted, he was also afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. He bore them and carried them all the days of old. But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So he turned himself against them as an enemy and he fought against them. Um, And then... uh, Now, I should have read verses 7 and 8 first, but I'll read them now. Um, I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that Lord, the Lord has bestowed on us and the great goodness toward the house of Israel which he has bestowed on them according to his mercies, according to the multitude of his loving kindness. For he said, Surely they are my people, children who will not lie. So he became their Savior. Um, so we just see here again where you know God God cared for the children of Israel. He felt he felt their um he felt their affliction. But even in spite of that, they they turned against him. And so so God had to turn against the children of Israel and he became an enemy to them. Um but we'll see later on where he 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 wanted to redeem them. He didn't want he he. It was not his desire, not his goal to to fight against them. Um, and I think it can be that way in our lives too. You know, he'll he'll show us where we're wrong, and and if we if we have open hearts and and open minds to him and want to follow his will, he'll he'll be faithful to show us. But if we don't want to, he'll be against us. Um, so that's a scary thing. I know. Sometimes I've, in the past, I've struggled with, with God and, you know, wondering if, sometimes I felt like even as an earthly father, I, you know, I wouldn't do the things that God is doing to me, you know, I, I felt like, but at the same time, then I, I came to the realization, well, if I'm, if I don't have him, I don't have anything, and so, um, I, I certainly didn't want God to fight against, fight against me, so I was like, well, at least, at least I'm going to stick it out with him. <laughs> um, okay, we'll go back to Isaiah 46 again. And again, in verse 4, it just points out God's faithfulness. Um, 
Even to your old age I am he, even to the gray hairs I will carry you. I have made and I will bear you. Even I will carry you and will deliver you. Uh, there's also a, a verse in Malachi 3.6. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. And uh, Psalm 48, verse 14. For this is God, our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to death. Um, so we can see here uh, through these verses that God has promised to be faithful to the very end. He's faithful at the beginning and he'll be faithful to the end. So I will go back to um, Isaiah 46 and verse verses 5 through 8. Um, here again, he's kind of talking about how, how the idols are made. You know, he... And, and it says in one place um, how people will take gold and they'll make an idol, but if they can't afford that, they'll go get a, they'll go to the forest and cut a tree down and and make one out of wood. And uh, and you you have to fasten it so it doesn't fall over; it can't even stand by itself. And it and basically what I got out of this is you have to do everything for an idol. And it does nothing for you. But so many times, God is so opposite. He's completely opposite. He does everything for us, even when we haven't done anything for him. Um, even before we are born, he has a plan for us and has prepared a way for us. And there's a few verses in Jeremiah, again, that I would like to read that brings that out. Um, Jeremiah 1, 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. And then also in Jeremiah 29. Verses 10 and 11. For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you. And cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. Um, so there we, we see again, you know, these idols that that um, Isaiah was talking about, they're, they're, they're worthless, but God... Over and over he promises that he will take care of us. He wants to be with us. He's a living God. He's not just a dead piece of gold or wood. So um, Isaiah, again, 46, verses 9 through 11. Um, he says, remember the things of old. Think about the past. Think about the things that uh, that God has done. And I know sometimes when 
when uh, life is rough or, or uh, you're discouraged, you really don't want to think about those things, but they, they can be an encouragement to you if you do. Um, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times, things that are not yet done. Um, and in verse 11, we see that he, he controls everything. He calling a bird of prey from the east, um, the man who executes my counsel from a far country, indeed I have spoken it, I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it, I will do it. Um, so Isaiah 45, 21 Tell and bring forth your case. Yes, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from ancient times? Who has told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there is no other God besides me. A just God and a Savior. There is none besides me. Um, Psalm 33, 11. The counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of his heart to all generations. And then um, I'll read Proverbs 19, 21. I know I'm reading a lot of different verses, but... There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. Um, so there, that verse just kind of spoke to me too. It's, it's like... You know, we can we can make plans. We can we can have a plan for our life. There, are, there, are, it's, and it's good to have a plan. But it's God's counsel. It's God's plan that's going to stand. Um, and we need to be willing to, to to be flexible and to be part of His plan. Isaiah 25, verse 1. O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name, for you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. And then Acts 5, 39. But if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest you be found to fight against God. So what God decides, there's nothing we can do about it. Um, he will, and, and I th- it says in one of these verses, he will do it. I will do my plan. I will do what I say. Um, now here's where my notes become a bit vague. I said, I wrote down here, tell the, tell the story before reading the verse, and I have no idea what for story it was. So. <laughs> I guess we'll have to skip that part. <laughs> uh. All right, so we'll go back to, verse, to Isaiah 46 and the last couple verses here. Listen to me, you stubborn-hearted, who are far from righteousness. I bring my righteousness near. It shall not be far off. My salvation shall not linger, and I will place 
salvation in Zion for Israel my glory um, so oh, I think I read verse 13 oh no listen, listen to the stubborn hearted who are far from righteousness so it sounds to me like God was talking to people here who who thought they were righteous but they were they were stubborn they were stubborn hearted in some way and they were actually far from righteousness um, and I had to think you know that 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 sounds like a lot of kind of sounds like a lot of today's Christianity you know people do and say a lot of things and think they're righteous and yet it doesn't seem like they always are and uh, and even more important is am I like that are you like that I, I think we need to the, the important thing is to look at our own hearts um, and and be sure that we're not those stubborn-hearted people that are far from righteousness. Um, but what was also comforting is God wants to bring righteousness into our lives. He'll bring it near. It's not going to be far away. It'll be right there. We can, at any time, we can change. We can reach out for it, and we can accept it, and... and uh, it's 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 right there. It's always right there. You just have to you just have to open your hand and accept it. Um, so anyhow, God, it it just it just showed me. I was surprised how much actually, uh, how many things are in these um, in this Old Testament scripture. So so kind of, uh, I thought I had a lot of notes, but hey, I'm done already. So. <laughs> Uh, so kind of in closing, idols, whatever whatever that might be, can really do nothing for us. It's God who does everything for us. Um, and God really wants to, to be with us, to, to help us. I will place salvation in Zion. Um, I thought of that as the church or, or you know, it can be in our hearts. Um, and... It ends up the the last verse. I will place salvation in Zion for Israel, my glory. Um, so so that would be for the people who follow him, and it's for his honor and glory. It's for the people that are committed to him, the people who want God's will in their life. Um, those are those people are the ones that are his glory. So, all right. Thanks for listening. <clears throat> Thanks, Brother Murr, for that word. Uh, I just very blessed and challenged the way he he brought that out. It has idols, you know, they do. N- don't do anything for us and it just so much um and how god like he brought out god does everything for us even though we haven't done anything and it's so many times as humans we try to we want to need feel like we need to do our things you know and god has already done those things for you and i both and so i just very blessed by that um 
I guess uh, here in closing, uh, why don't we all stand and have the benediction and have a blessing on the new meal. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your, your goodness. Thank you for your word, Lord, that you are a true God. And, Lord, that um, you've already done everything for us. And, Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus. And, Lord, and for what we've heard this morning and that we can trust in you in, in everything, in all things of our lives. We thank you for the food that's been prepared. I just pray you bless it to our bodies. And uh, bless the hand that have prepared it. And bless our time together in fellowship. Lord, to be edify, edifying to you, Lord. And bless her afternoon. In Jesus' name. Amen. You can see that. It's going to be like 30 minutes maybe. I mean, no, just kidding. No, I just want to say we're really happy also to be back home. Uh, oh, yeah, sit down. It's, it's going to be short. It's going to be quick. Uh, please pardon me if you see sand on my shirt, you know, I mean, you know how sand is, okay? No, I actually have a prayer request. Um, my brother Daniel, I don't know if you know Daniel, my brother-in-law, Osborne, tall guy, of course, right? So he, he's like 26, 27, he's a young guy. So he got a, it's called thalamic stroke. stroke. So the thalamus is a little piece in the middle of your brain that, that's something, I guess, right? There is a reason for it to be there. But he, how can I explain that? He lost memory or, I mean, he just started to talk weird stuff. He actually, so the police found him. He had an accident, and he didn't know he had an accident. He was, like, you know, talking nonsense stuff. So they took him to the hospital, and then he wasn't remembering. I mean, it's it's bad. And so... Yeah, we just want to ask for your prayers, brothers and sisters. Whenever you remember, think of him. Please pray for him. Um, he, I mean, he has a wife and two kids. And it's just, I mean, we, we trust God. We know his, you know his will. And maybe he wants to teach us something. I don't know. But it's still, it's scary. I mean, you know, and it's like not nice to have one of your brothers in the hospital and not feeling well and not even, I mean, his wife just told us that he took a walk like a, one mile walk or something like that, just part of the process to recover. And he was trying to think of the word aspirin. And and she was telling him like every single time, oh yeah, aspirin, oh yeah, yeah. And this thing, the thing that I'm, what, what do you call it, aspirin. And I mean, he wouldn't remember the word aspirin like every few seconds. So, I mean, we don't know how bad it is, but we just want to, yeah, please keep him in, in your prayers. Um, thank you. Yeah, let's pray. I pray. I pray. Father, I, God, we lift up Daniel to you. Um, we know you do have control over his life and everything, and and maybe there's a reason for this. And we just, we just pray for him. We just pray for healing in his um, brain. God, this. Even though it already happened, please keep his memory safe and, and clean and clear. God, that your spirit is with him and with his family, with Hannah and the kids. God, and um, just keep him safe. Please, Lord, show us your power. We know you can do it. That's why, that's why we come to you and we trust that you can do it, Lord. Please bless Daniel. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.
Okay, you're dismissed.